Hello, and welcome to the My Leap of Faith podcast. My name is Gabrielle Genter, and I'm going to take you on my journey of living a life that felt completely inauthentic and unfulfilling, to discovering myself through the help of energy healers, shamanic practices, grounding in nature, plant medicines, and learning to trust my own intuition. This is a journey of being stripped raw to the place of knowing no thing, as it is there we are able to open our hearts to everything and create a new existence on Mother Earth. My hope is to demystify the process of becoming one with your higher self and sharing your light from that place, and I want to bring you along for the ride. Told me one morning, right? Child, you've got to run on my back Farther than you've ever gone before Deeper than you've ever known before Hi everyone, welcome back. Today's going to be a fun kind of um, download that came through for in two different times, but <clears throat> kind of go together. So I want to explain to you guys how ascension works through the eyes of a video game and this came through because as we had multiple guests here over the last few weeks they were talking they were asking me how do i how can i explain what i'm talking about and you know when i talk to you guys i feel like i can explain it in a much more in much more depth but in this group of people it was like Um, I had to really dumb it down and that's not even the right word to say, but like I had to make it very simplified. And so this is how it came out. Um, so imagine the game Miss Pac-Man and I'm just going to give you guys the players because it's an old game. And if you didn't grow up in my generation, you might not even know what the game is, but essentially it's this little, um, Miss Pac-Man, she's a, a yellow, like, rah, 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 and she has a little bow, red bow on her head. And then there are the ghosts, and then there are the prizes, which are the fruit, which are cherries, uh, orange, strawberries, and a pretzel. <clears throat> okay, so those are the, the constructs. Now, the goal of the game is for Miss Pac-Man to eat all of those treats uh, before the ghosts get her. Okay, so the way it was downloaded to me is that we are Miss Pac-Man. Imagine yourself as Miss Pac-Man and you're going through life and you're doing the things, you know, you're you're looking for those prize things, you're trying to get those, but all the while there are these things looming around you that are trying to mess up your game. Well, they describe the ghosts as... The people that are in this planet just uh, regurgitating and walking through life, giving out information and literally becoming what they are shown. So that can be through religion, through media, through politics, through uh, racism, through culture, through um, every way that you can divide a a being (laughs) or a people's. Those ghosts are just regurgitating what they have been conditioned to believe. So imagine they're kind of like the zombies. They're like, there is no political party in this. They're literally on both sides, right? Like, because you can have extremists where they're just 
so passionate about a subject and so indoctrinated in that subject that when you try to speak logic or you try to give a different perspective, they have no room for another facet of a perspective because they literally are allowing that energy to move directly through them. Some would say that they're not even in solely embodied. And, and I know through, um, you know, through my studies that a lot of souls only come in to the actual vessel in a small percentage. So I would say that those ghosts are probably operating like at a 5% embodiment and they're just, I mean, there's nothing wrong at all with them, but they are on the game, they're in the matrix, and they're moving around. And if you look at, if you Google Miss Pac-Man, you'll see there's many more ghosts than there are to Miss Pac-Man or to the, the prizes. So we have all of those energies around us and we're constantly dealing with that. Now, we also have the, the prizes, which are the cherries, the strawberries, the oranges, and the pretzels. And when she gets these, she gets extra points. She does a little dance. And I think she gets more lives as well. Now, in life, those prizes are the things that we are conditioned to believe that we need or that we want. So, for example, the... Um, the good job, the the new car, the new house, the the kids, the money, um, and we can even dial this down to the latest designer handbag, like the things that are material possessions that we believe that will make us happier. Okay, so if you think about that we are conditioned from the time we are babies to want more, to want new, to want the latest, the greatest, you know. So Miss Pac-Man in this game is constantly searching out those prizes. So in the game of life, we as humans are constantly searching for those things that will give us that extra boost, right? That will make us feel like okay, I got this, I got this. Or I, I feel like I'm in control of my life, like I'm making something of my life, like I, I'm aspiring to something. So there's life, literally. Like those, those are the constraints. You're Miss Pac-Man, you're moving through the game of life and you're trying to get your, your prizes. All the while, these other energies are around you trying to also condition you or indoctrinate you into their um, way of zombie life of just believing in one thing and sticking with that one thing. Now, ascension <laughs> is becoming the player of the game where you pull yourself out of the embodiment of Miss Pac-Man and you realize that you can see the whole board, you can see the whole game, you see the cherries, you see the, the prizes, but you also see the people that are, that are asleep and you can appreciate it all because you don't have attachment to it. You're just playing the game. So what that means is that when you step out of the, the constructs of the matrix, you can see that it's all perfect. We need everything in order for there to be a game. And when you are become the player, none of the constructs or the prizes or the ghosts or even the maze... <laughs> None of it matters because it's all beautiful and it's all exactly how it's supposed to be. So you don't, you may have once in a while where you'll be the player and you're watching and you're, 
seeing all the pieces and all the parts come together. And maybe once in a while, when you hit a road bump, you fall back into the game, right? And then you're back into the struggle and you're like, wait, what's happening? You know, and you kind of have to reconfigure yourself to understand where you are again. And oh, shit, I'm back at the beginning of the wheel. I'm back at the, I'm being reborn. And I have to remember again how to pull myself out of the loop, out of the game and pull myself back into the position of the player. And this is the cycle of life, right? And I I always talk about this because it literally is a spiral that once you step out of the game, you're in that position for a while until your next lesson comes in. And then you're right back in the, it's like a, you're using up one of your next lives in, in Pet Miss Pac-Man. And it's all perfect, right? Like there is no one better, like you wouldn't see when you're playing the game again, you don't think that the the cherries are better or and that the ghosts are worse. You see that the duality of this plane is needed in order for people to play the game and to learn the lessons. So in Ascension, essentially, we are trying to, in a way, disconnect from that conditioning that people are good or bad or that things are, 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 how do I say this, that things or material possessions are going to fulfill us or make us feel whole or give us that, um, that jolt of energy. Like I remember when I lived in New York, what this is again before awakening, but I would spend my weekends walking the like Soho and just either window shopping or sometimes shopping, but my life was revolved around shopping. And it took many, many years for me to get this. And actually I started to incorporate this before my awakening, but every piece of clothing or let's say jewelry or makeup that I would buy, it made me feel like, okay, I'm whole. I feel that resonance and I feel like I have that fix. And now I can go home. And then the problem was I would get home and I would have spent, let's say, $200 on a pair of jeans. And maybe I would wear those for six months and then I would give them to my cousin's children because I they weren't real. It wasn't a, a full embodiment of love or of um, adoration for myself. It was a fix that's external from me that was feeding me in that moment. And if I really think back, the actual high was the, I want these and I can purchase these and I will purchase these. Like it's that the transaction and then putting it in the bag and taking it home. <laughs> and that is where that, that high, the, the highest point of that exchange will be. So then um, the other thing I want to talk about is the other day, my best friend was here and she, after our wedding, her sister was getting married in the same week, but in Italy. <clears throat> and so she was gone to Italy, right? Like the, the morning after my wedding. And so she came here the other day and we were talking and she was saying how she was in Capri and they stopped, I think it was in YSL. And she found this bag that she wanted and she just got a new job. So she said to me, I felt like I deserved it. And so I bought it. And she goes, you know, what's interesting is that before I even left on the trip in my Instagram feed, I had been seeing this bag kept coming up in my ads or, you know, like in my thing. So by the time I saw it in the store, 
I knew it was for me. And I looked at her and I said, you don't think that's by accident, right? And she's like, what do you mean? And I said, that's how the matrix works. It's literally a conditioning to believe that when that comes into your physical reality, it's already been calling you. It's already that algorithm has already been conditioning you along the way to believe that when it shows up, it's yours. And you're going to spend that $2,100 to get that bag because it's like, it's synchronistic. I mean, think about how when you were a kid, how between every cartoon, there were commercials about cereal, about dolls, about action figures. Like it's literally this subliminal indoctrination about what your next cherry will be. And so I, I I didn't say all of that to her at this point. I was just saying like, don't you think, isn't that a little too coincidental that it was already showing up and then when you saw it, you knew it was yours. And she was like, huh, okay. <clears throat> and then in the same time, she said when they got back from Italy, her grandmother came to stay with them and she felt like she said it was so hard for her to look at her grandmother because her uncle had been watching her grandmother while they were in Italy. And her she had lost weight. They didn't take her to get her nails done. She looked terrible. She looked like she had like the last couple weeks she had a bad experience. And it wasn't that her grandma was saying that she had a terrible experience. She just, in in my friend's perspective, looked neglected. And she literally sat there and just started getting teary. And she's like, I couldn't even look at her because I just wanted to cry. And I was like, interesting. So then later on in the day, we were talking about frequency. And she goes, can you give me an example of when I have a high frequency and a low frequency? And I said, okay, I will. But I'm. this isn't a judgment. But because we just had this conversation, I'm going to use the examples that you gave me. And she's like, Okay. So I said, so a low frequency is when you bought the bag. And she's like, well, what do you mean? It was something that I deserved. And, and I said, because you have an emotional attachment to an external material thing, that's not real. That's a part of the matrix. So whenever we buy into this reality of something is going to make me feel complete or give me that cherry experience, it's not real. So what happens is your vibration and your frequency dip because you're re- you're going outside of yourself for that feeling that is always internal. It's always waiting for us to find it inside. And she's like, okay. And I said, I'm not judging you. I'm just giving, because this is literally what's the latest on my mind because we had two examples. So I'm going to tell you them. And so she's like, Okay. (laughs) And I said, the thing is with this lower frequency, there's no judgment because at the end of the day, look, we've all been conditioned to buy into all of these things. It's not like all of a sudden one day it just changes. And and even in myself, there are still things like for the most part, I don't buy, I definitely don't buy designer clothes anymore. And I don't, I have a bunch of designer bags from when I was in that life. I do. I wear my $30 fanny pack most of the time that I got from uh, Lululemon. And I don't partake in those material things because they don't bring me joy anymore. It literally became something that I like fed off of to something that is literally just clothing. 
So I said, there is no judgment. You are where you are for a reason. The trick in how you start to play the game is to notice and, and instead of just blindly going into these moments where you're purchasing something because you feel that that amazing uh, high, instead of just blindly doing it, <laughs> you can acknowledge what it is and just give it like a wink, like I see you, but I still want the bag. So for example, for me, I love chai lattes from Starbucks. Now, I know because I've had this this vision that everything that is processed in food has a chemical reaction that hits our DNA that makes us feel a certain way. And for me, a chai latte is like this cozy comfortness that I can't replicate in anything else. So I don't drink them often, but once in a while, I'm like, I need that. I'm going to go buy one and I know what you're doing to me. <laughs> you know, like I, I, instead of it being blind where I'm like in there ordering it and like, you know, I'm going to get my fix. No, I know I'm in, I'm partaking in the human experience and I know that there's something in there that's triggering something in me that's giving me this warm, cozy feeling. So I told her, if you can do it and you can still get the bag, it's just understanding that take away that I deserve this. I deserve this. It's been, I've seen sign after sign and now I'm getting it. So she's like, okay, I'll, I mean, not that she get, I don't know that she got it, but she was listening. And I said, now in the high vibe, high frequency that you talked about was when you felt into your grandma, you didn't need to exchange words and you felt her. That automatically is you using your vessel, your tools to have empathy and feel into another and then react in a way that is um, nurturing from the soul. So what she ended up doing is she, she brought her grandmother to get her nails done. Now, that is also an external thing. But again, we have to look at like, you don't go to completely enlightened overnight, right? You're going to have levels of, of detachment from these external things. But I said, that's an example of a higher vibration. It didn't involve you detaching from yourself and giving that energy to a bag, right? It was you feeling and allowing your grandmother's energy to infiltrate your system and then you reacting and helping her in a way that you felt you could. So essentially, when we tune into, let's say even Netflix, and you know, again, I do this and I am human, so I'm not talking, it, it is what it is. When we tune into a series and we binge that series, it's because we want to check out of the body and check into something else. Is that a bad thing? It's not, there's, <laughs> there isn't a judgment, right? It's not black or white. It's just a thing. But what happens when you leave the body and you give that energy and you plug your energy into, let's say, a series on Netflix, you're literally giving your energy to that. You're, you're blindly letting it go, right? You're blindly not holding it sacred to you and, and being productive or being creative or filling your cup. Look, and sometimes that's how we need to fill our cup. But the thing is, is to understand that when you are plugged in, you're plugged into the matrix. So last weekend, Richard and I went for a hike and I, he's like, let's go to breakfast afterwards. So I searched like breakfasts in the area and this, this cafe called Sage Cafe came up. 
And I was like, oh, that sounds good. Let's go there. It was like two miles from the 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 hiking spot that we were at. And as we pull down the down the hill, I see it's a casino and the cafe is in the casino. And right away, my body is like, no, let's go somewhere else. And he's like, why? It might be good. Let's just, let's try not to judge it. Let's just, you know. <laughs> so we go in and sure enough, the breakfast was good. Not, it, it was perfect. But what, if you ever have been to a casino, you see all of these people sitting around these machines that are like triple their size. And it's like a, a full blown plug-in. It's a disconnect from the body plugged into the system and you are Miss Pac-Man. Well, in that case, I would say you're falling more to the ghost. But there are so many people that need that. I mean, I think it was a Sunday morning and I mean, it had to have been maybe nine o'clock in the morning and there were so many people already plugged in. And that explains why I hate going to casinos. They just feel so... um false and AI, because essentially all of those flashing lights and stories and each one has a different character and each one has a different like theme. It's just how big can we make this, this bag, this designer bag (laughs) to keep them occupied, right? To keep them here and spending their energy. So when I talk about this stuff, it's not to judge anyone. And again, we have peaks and valleys, right? Peaks and valleys. And the the way that we start become becoming the player of the game is to acknowledge when you're in a valley and see it for what it is. I'm I need to be in this valley right now because it's something that's gonna like let me numb out, right? Or I want to buy this new car because I deserve it, but I see you. And I'm not saying I drive a nice car, but it's a car that we've had. Actually, it was a hand-me-down Richard gave me. (laughs) And we've had it, I think, since 2013. So it's a nice car, and I am so appreciative. But at the same time, I could do with anything. Like At this point in my life, I don't have attachment to physical realities. Most of my clothes, including what I'm wearing today, comes from Costco because that is the store that I shop at the most. (laughs) Because to me, it's like, okay, I need a warm sweater and there's one, it's $13, good. Now, me before, oh no, no. I spent all of my money on clothes and bags and shoes and I I believed that that was my happiness. The way that I started detaching from that is when I got my first dog, um, Peaky. Uh, Once I had her, I started to feel that love between us instead of me putting it on a material thing. So that helped me pull out a little bit. And then from there, it's been gradual. You know, like I, I... Well, number one, I I can't even imagine spending even a fraction of the amount of money that I used to spend on clothes. But it's a perspective, right? Like, and it's a lifestyle change too. I don't go to a job every day. I'm not trying to, even if I was out in public, I don't try to impress anyone with with that anymore because to me, it's fake. That's not who I am. So... I hope this explained it in a very grounded like way that helps you understand we are in the game, but the goal is to become the player. 
So I hope that I see you guys in the arcade on the playing side, not in the game. And I'll see you guys next week. Oh.